Welcome to the Online for Authors podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Palmer. This episode is an Author Express highlighting Emily Johnson. Emily was born in Aspen, Colorado. She grew up skiing, playing golf, and dancing ballet. At the age of 13, they moved to Pinehurst, North Carolina, where she continued to play competitive golf and was named to the Nike Winter National All-American Team. She attended UNC Chapel Hill and graduated with a degree in journalism and mass communications with a concentration in public relations. Her professional credits include working with a major professional sports association and grant writing for a professional ballet company. Today, she works with companies and individuals providing marketing, consulting, and writing services. Welcome, Emily Johnson, to the Online for Authors podcast. Nice to meet you. You too. So we met via Podmatch. Yeah. How did you How did you uh, learn about Podmatch? Yeah, it was actually a friend of mine that hosts podcasts, uh, and she had mentioned um, doing podcasts when she knew that I had written this book and that it had been published, and um, she's kind of the one that got me started on it. So, and it's been great. I have done a ton of podcasts off of it. I think it's a really wonderful platform. Fantastic. Yeah. Your book, what is your book called? Bird of Paradise. And it was released on March 29th, 2021. And it's available at Amazon, um, both in paperback and on Kindle, and Kindle Unlimited. Um, And it's really, it follows the story of a young girl who's 17 when we first meet her, just on the doorstep of moving her way into womanhood. Um, you know, sure of where she's going to be and what she's going to do. But as life so often, you know, teaches us, you cannot choose what happens in life. You can only choose how you respond to it. So the book follows her on a decade-long journey of self-discovery, along mm-hmm. which she she finds who she is and her place in the world. And it may or may not lead her to love. Oh! <laughs> it's great. Bird of Paradise. My favorite. I had a bird of paradise in here. It's made out of Lego, actually. Oh, cat- oh, oh wow. <laughs> yeah, my daughter knew that I love birds of paradise so much that she bought me one and made it. Awesome. So she actually put it together because it was made out of Lego. So I always have one in the house. I love, uh, yeah, I love it. And it's something very special to my mom as well. So. Good. Can you share that with me? Can you share the significance of that? Uh, bird of paradise itself? Yeah. Yeah, I, it's hard to tell because she never really talked about the book while she was writing it. So a lot of what I know about it is mostly just like conjecture. Right. Uh, but she had a bird paradise flower in the room that she did most of her writing. She always loved it. Um, I know she always thought of it as kind of being the symbol of, of grandeur and, and tropical islands, which she absolutely loved. Um, and within the book itself, it is a, a huge symbol. Um, you know, it's, there's very uh, there's several characters that kind of symbolize the bird of paradise, where they stand over kind of statuesque, mm-hmm. and um, and then it, the family crest um, is a bird of paradise because they are originally from the island that this partially takes place on. And I can't spoil <laughs> all of it, but there is a there is a very big symbol that bird of paradise ends up being, and that's why. Um, it was named that, although I, I was the one that created the symbolism. So I'm just pretending that my mother knew what I was going to do <laughs> when she named it. You know, it's, uh, it's fiction or nonfiction. It's fiction, okay. um, but it is based. There's a lot of my family in it. There's a lot of my mother. Um, a lot of the characters takes bits and pieces from my family and people that we knew and experiences that we had, um, you know, the, the Christmas traditions that are talked about in the book are ones from my family. Um, so it was really neat to kind of see those immortalized in the pages of the book. 
So from what I understand, uh, your mom ended up with an illness. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, the book is a result of something she tasked you with after she passed. Yeah, she started writing it when she was first diagnosed with breast cancer when I was 13. Um, and two years afterwards, she was diagnosed with advanced stage ovarian cancer. And she just started writing it. It was kind of her escape from everything. Um, and, you know, or at least that's what I thought it was, was this escape, um, which I'm sure partly it was. She never let me read it. She never told me what it was about. Um, I know she spent hours and hours writing. And then shortly after she passed away, um, an, an amazing 20 some odd years later, <laughs> she was only supposed to make it a few years. And I was 30 when she passed away. So she wow. had an amazing um, life given what it could have been. But she had left a letter for me um, that had a, a lot of advice and things that she wanted to make sure she passed on to me. And it also included a copy of her manuscript and just um, literally said, I know now this is where my story ends. So I'll p I hope you pick it up with yours. Oh, I have shivers. And um, in the letter itself, or at least most of the letter itself is actually in the book. Um, it is, you know, it's, it's the dedication um, was written by her, but that also appeared in the letter as well. And then I, I ended up weaving the, the letter into the story because um, it was just so special to me and how it all worked. But um, it was quite a task. Um, but I know she wouldn't have left it to me if she didn't think I was capable of doing it. And she didn't leave any notes or an outline or anything like that. Um, I just, I think she trusted me to kind of know where to take it. And she and I were very similar. We thought a lot alike. Um, and I really, it was fun. It was bittersweet, but it was fun. But I mean, this is a legacy, Miss Left. Yes. Not only um, because of your mom, but also you as well. Yes. And I, and that's what's, What's so great about it, because the, the family dynamic in it is very central to the story and the relationship between the mother and the two daughters. There's a lot of advice um, that is woven into there, which I think my mom put in there simply because she didn't know if she'd be around. She wanted to share, you know, some stories of what happened to her as a teenager. And hopefully I can learn from those because she didn't know if I'd be, you know, she, she couldn't teach me some of those lessons at the age I was when when she, you know, first was diagnosed, but she knew that those were the things that a mother really wants to pass on to a child um, and learn from examples and things. And so this was her way of ensuring that that would happen. So had you ha had any experience or been involved in uh, writing or the literary field at all prior to this? I'm in marketing and advertising. Um, mm -hmm. So I do a lot of blog writing, a lot of writing for advertisements, taglines, things like that. I've yeah. always had a huge interest in English. I took a lot of English courses in college, um, and I was also a journalism major. So I had a background in writing, but not a fictional background in writing. Right. And they're two very different things. You know, I, with the writing that I do professionally, you have to be succinct. You've got a word count limit that you have to keep to. Um, you need to make sure you say what you say and you get on with it. And then fictional writing, you know, you need to get the description in there. You need to create the mood and the feeling and things. And that's not what you're trying to do and what I do on my, my real job. An entirely different perspective on imagery. Yes. Yeah. And that was, that was the most challenging of all of this. Coming up with the story was very simple. By the time I ended up reading through what she had left me um, and, and just knowing I, there was one character that hadn't been created. I just know, I knew who that character was supposed to be. And instantly I knew exactly where I was going to take the story and actually wrote the end before I wrote anything else. 
Fantastic. Then I had to go back and bring my writing up to the scriptive level of my mom. <laughs> that was a rough one. So self-published or did you have a publisher? I had a publisher, a hybrid publisher, Right Way Publishing. Um, so, you know, it's and it, I love the fact that there are these hybrid publishers out there because you get all the benefits of having a publisher, but it's open to more people. You know, I don't I don't have 25,000 followers on my you know social media. I'm not well known author by any means. So trying to get into the top publishers, it's virtually impossible or very expensive. Um, and I just didn't have that capability. So when I was able to send my manuscript in, um, and it was really just unexpected, if somebody suggested that I do it and said, here's you know, the name of someone I know who may be able to connect you into this. And all of a sudden, I had a publishing contract. <laughs> Very nice. You know how many authors actually submit and submit and have rejection upon rejection and just keep plugging along? I mean, you're in an enviable position. I was so lucky and I don't take it for granted for one second. I never intended to publish it. This was really more as a way for me to kind of stay in a conversation with my mom, you know, fulfill her last wish and and be able to to do something that, you know, helped me get through the fact that I had just lost my mother. It almost became therapy for me. So the idea of publishing it never crossed my mind until someone said, hey, I know someone and you may want to submit your manuscript. It's published on March 29th of 2021, um, which was actually my mom's 71st birthday. Oh my gosh. It was ready to be published earlier, but I asked if we could hold it for a little bit because I thought that was a great way to kind of celebrate and acknowledge her birthday. Did you do any pre-launch marketing at all? I should have. No, I mean, it's so it's so weird to be in marketing and advertising as a profession, and then not realize what I should do for myself. Um, it, but, it's impossible, book, you know? yeah, but if you're not in book marketing, and you're not in the book marketing industry, especially yeah. indie, like with a hybrid publisher, you basically are tapping into the indie market and yeah. doing your own. Uh, platform building in your own marketing. So unless somebody had told you that, how would yeah, you know? I, exactly. You know, and it's, it's funny because people ask me all the time, you know, what do you want to pass on to other authors? What advice do you have? And, you know, and it's, and, and I almost don't have any, you know, other than just to, to hang in there, you know, and if you believe in what you've written, someone else is going to believe in what you've written. And I just, I set out on this really just to, once I knew it was going to be published, my goal was just to sell one book to someone that wasn't related to me. Oh. <laughs> I didn't go into it with super high expectations, not because I didn't believe in it, but because I, you know, I'm almost a realist. I know what happens with advertising and products and things like that and how many years it takes to try and get a good following of things. And this was so emotionally special to me that it wasn't really a, a, a product per se. You know, it was, it was my heart and soul. Um, and but in, all, in all of this, you would know then uh, how important it is to be clear about the conversation you're having. It is, you know, and it's, <laughs> I just, I am so, it, one of the things that I just laugh so hard about and people that know me, my husband and my father and some people that I, my clients that I work with laugh at the fact that I went into this completely blind without any research, without any marketing plan, without anything. Um, because I harp on my clients all the time. You have to have a marketing plan. You have to have this. You have to have that. And then I turned around and didn't do it for myself. 
So it really, you know, I started grassroots, really. I mean, I told all my friends, all my family, my dentist, my doctor, you know, my car mechanic that I was doing this. And that kind of started it out. And then I really hit up social media. Um, And I wasn't afraid to ask people for help. You know, I I would send my friends, you know, a post or, or something and just be like, hey, can you get this out to your friends so that I can get to their network and on and on and on. And it took off. I was shocked. Um, I had absolutely no idea that it was going to be like that. Um, and then the podcast, once I got invited on one podcast, which had nothing to do with book publishing, it was all about dealing with grief and the, lo- and the you know, loss of a loved one and what it's like to try and go through that. Um, and then it just spiraled and snowballed into something that I haven't really even been able to catch up with yet. Yeah. Yeah. But there's so much valuable content in everything that you've created now that can be repurposed. Yes. So there's so many different things there that, um, yeah, I'm sure you've got enough content for months. Yes. And that's where it's starting to go. We'll be, we'll start there. So, I mean, it's uh, everyone's, what genre is your book? And I'm like, well, you know, it starts out as a coming of age and then it kind of becomes a family saga and then it becomes a romance as the character grows and ages as well. So too does the genre. Um, and you know, so many people have tried to get me to pinch and hold it and I, I just refuse. <laughs> Love that. I am so, in libraries and I am in bookstores locally, Oh, good. Um, but it doesn't, you know, it doesn't do much for the far and wide. Um, and I do have some restrictions, um, that I have to go back and talk to my publisher about because of the Kindle unlimited and where it can and can't be. Um, and so, you know, I can always take it off the Kindle unlimited as well. Yeah. It only sits on there for a certain period of time yeah. too. So I think you're past that because it's been published for a year. Yeah, yeah, and I think so too. I just have to go talk to her about it because I know it's still available on Kindle Unlimited. Yeah. Um, but I may be it's, getting ready to make a change on that to get it to more and more platforms. It's all a matter of changing a setting in Amazon. Okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I just haven't really talked to her about that or them about that yet. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've had I've had so much going on professionally that I've had to kind of put some of this aside. Um, and ramp it back up um, shortly, which is, you know, a marketing do not do 101. But it's just one of those things. You know, there's the things like there's the things that we tell people to do because we want to give them good guidance, like you say. That I mean, you would tell your client this because you want to empower them with as much information as possible. But I'm a firm believer that there's often times that the universe takes us by the hand and it leads us and it says, you might not be ready and it doesn't matter if you have a plan, but you need to go here. Yeah. And I think that's where you're at. Well, and that's, that's oddly enough, a lot of the, um, a very large theme in the book. <laughs> <laughs> how about that? Yeah, it's, really, it's funny. I mean, it, it is very funny how much that parallels some of the book. I love um, it. Okay. Emily, I appreciate it. Yeah, thank Thanks you so for meeting with me. Yeah, thank you. Have a great day. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, like, follow, and we always love reviews. Thanks for listening. A big thank you to Visibility Pod for taking over the management of our podcast production from creating and uploading podcasts to doing the editing, scheduling the interviews, coordinating with guests, creating additional content, managing our social platforms and distribution of our content and Jennifer's guesting and hosting. Thank you, Visibility Pod, for all your services and management of our podcast.